1: What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, uga chacha. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous 2-year contracts, they said, "What the f*** are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass?" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: This
0: podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network.
2: Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
1: Welcome to Primates Podcast, the podcast where we go through primates and popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. Today, I am joined by two very special guests. My favourite two people in this room, it's Jess Perkins and Dave Warnicky. That's right, I hate myself. Welcome to the show, you guys. Ooh,
0: thank you for putting us above
1: you. Yeah. I always put you guys first. Just always know that. Oh, I do. You're my number one and number two in that order. Number
2: one. Yes, yeah, sucked in, Dave. I'm
1: happy to be a number two.
2: You're happy to be a number two.
1: Yeah, number two banana, baby. Number oh. two banana, that's Dave. Yep. Bananas, huh? Appropriate, because, you know, in popular culture, primates are often depicted eating bananas. Have you ever looked into whether it's
0: actually good for them?
1: Potassium. It's that's good that's for everyone. It's good for everyone, Dave. I was going the other way, but I appreciate that <laughs> Bob. Very positive.
2: Yeah, potassium's good for everyone. It's a, a, bananas are a low GI energy snack used to always eat a banana before basketball, and that would get me through the game. Right. And that's why I was always MVP.
1: Yeah. You slam dunked the funk.
2: I did, thanks to bananas. Yeah.
0: Can I ask what your post-game treat was, if you had one?
2: Um, no, I didn't really have one, because I was a teenager, so I'd just eat anything anyway. Because <laughs> teenagers, you know?
0: So, yeah. so lo- life is a post-game treat.
2: Yeah, in a way, everything's a treat, isn't it?
1: Jess, you are a treat.
2: Thank you. Dave. In a way,
1: you are also a trait.
2: Matt, you're a trait.
1: Oh, we're all traits. What a trait. So we watched another movie this week where you guys were on... i got to stop saying guys. Apparently, <laughs> apparently you shouldn't do that anymore. Apparently. I get it. Fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's old habits die hard though. I, but it's good that you're woke and aware of it.
1: All I, That's all I want you to know is that I'm woke.
2: What else do you well, I don't want
1: to have to change. I just want everyone to know that I'm woke.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I say guys a lot too. But what word would you want to change it to?
1: folk rhymes with woke love that that's easy hey folk hey folk oh love it hey folk hey my not fo- folks hey folks that's probably better than yeah. hey folk hey folks
2: because it seems like you're addressing a genre of music
1: yeah hey folk bob dylan yeah <laughs> parts of neil young yeah <laughs> uh savior sure sure i don't know what's folk mean I mean, that's a different podcast for another time. <laughs> we'll do that later. What is Folk? <laughs> um, but this week we're talking about Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls. Mm. The sequel to the movie that we talked about last week, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yeah. What Initial thoughts? Masterpiece. Yep. Dave? Piece of master. Oh, okay. I thought it was all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it was
1: fine. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. I think that I love the... I love. Bits of it? geez, there was a middle section that seemed <laughs> to go on for ages.
2: I think it's much like the first one in that nothing happens for a very long time.
1: Yeah, but there are real funny scenes.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes, but it did just seem to be a group of scenes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, even more so than the first one. Yeah, it
0: just seemed
2: to be, oh, let's do this now.
0: Oh, let's do this now.
2: Like, at one point, Dave got up to go to the bathroom, so we paused it and realised we were 45 minutes through the film and nothing had happened yet. No. And I came back and I said, oh, you paused it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. We paused
1: it because the rhino scene was about to happen. Which we we'll not miss to, that.
2: And, oh, boy. What cinematic
1: gold. <laughs> that was a treat for me. Thank you. Mm, mm. Um, well, this is from Rotten Tomatoes, which uh, on the, the old splatter meter... <laughs> Um, that like is good Tomato meter I think splatter meter is better If yeah. anyone's listening from Rotten Tomatoes It's time to change it up Splatometer uh, They give it 33% Aver- Out of
0: 34?
1: <laughs> no, no, out of out of the full 100% oh, Okay, that's less good than what I assume A little less oh. than a third um, Average rating, 4 out of 10
0: Ooh, yeah. uh, How does that compare to the original? Do we know?
1: Uh, I mean, we can know <laughs> Do we know? Dave, you're going to have to talk for a second if you are to Because I'm wondering, because
0: last week, I mean, we had a bit of feedback. Some people were a bit annoyed that we didn't love it as much as they seemed to remember that they loved it. And what? my reaction is, have you seen it this year?
2: <laughs> yeah. Watch it again now. Yeah. Because and if there's you plenty still...
0: of films that I'm, I, I used to love. But totally. now I'm like, I don't know, is Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back my favourite film anymore? <laughs> it was in 2004.
2: Well, that's the thing with watching a film with nostalgia goggles on. You know, when you... Because you revert back to the 10-year-old you were when you saw it. So, you're like, oh, this is still funny. But I think if you watch it now and... Okay, if you watch it now and you're like, yeah, this is still really great. Well, then maybe you need to be a little more woke.
1: I... like Because I did love... I loved both of them when I was younger. Yeah. And I probably loved them both less now. Yeah. But I still definitely see why they were so big. But they definitely... they. They're sort of. It feels like they're made for kids, even though some parts of them are a bit yeah. more adult-ish. Yep. But I think that's why kids probably loved them because it was very kidlish. Yeah. With some sort of pretty naughty bits as well. Oh, so yeah, kidlish. Naughty boys, kidlish. <laughs> uh, on the Splodometer, um the original got forty six percent. Oh, okay. Original
2: more popular than the sequel. But
1: it, it, I mean, it has been seen. It was a bit of a rush job, and I think you can probably see that with a sort of lack of of script, or not script, but um, story. <laughs> uh, there was. Uh, do you want me to read out uh, what they've said in the in the movie info section of uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Please, please. Looking for an evening of highbrow, intellectually stimulating cinematic entertainment done with sophistication and panache? Yes, please. Look elsewhere. <laughs>
2: oh, oh, <laughs> Brutal. I, we
0: did not read this earlier.
1: But no, they, they're not they are not shit in it. They go, this writer's sequel has very little plot and scads of deliciously vulgar politically incorrect and just plain idiotic humour as presented by the master of rubber-faced lunacy, Jim Carrey.
2: He is a master of rubber-faced lunacy. I will not... Disagree with that. No. You, I shan't. You can't make me. No, no. one's
1: even coming for that throne, no. I don't think. His He's-
2: face is so overly expressive that sometimes I'm like, Jim, tone it down, bro.
1: Yeah, like, alrighty then, Jim, I- <laughs> let's just take it down a notch.
0: And when you I say, say sometimes, mean. do you mean every scene? Every
2: time, yeah. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be a bit more positive about it. But yeah, every scene I wanted to punch him in his <sighs> stupid face.
1: Uh, yeah, sure. I do, I like, I think just the the next phase of movies he did, I like more, that, like looking back, I love The Mask, yeah. Ace Ventura. Uh, Dumb and Dumb, I still think, it holds up maybe a little bit better, but um, yeah, that early batch of movies, it was Jim Carrey at 100%.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he was firing on all cylinders. There was no
1: light and shade. Yes. It was all light. And like, so
2: then the later batch of movies, you're talking about stuff like Lie, Liar, Liar and...
1: Yeah, to be honest, I don't love Lai lie but I... But that's later. Yeah, I'd, that more, you know, like um, Truman Show. Yeah, right, yeah. Where he's like toned down, still very funny, but yes. plays it way straighter. I think that's when he's funnier. Yeah. Mm.
2: I that's
1: also really like Yes Man, which is a movie that I don't think anyone else likes. I like Yes Man. Oh, you really? Yeah. Sick. It's funny. It's a
2: funny movie. It's a really easy movie to watch.
1: Yeah. So Just many fun. great funny characters. Zoe
2: Deschanel. Yes. Love her.
1: Uh, the guy, uh, Terence, I forget what his actor's yeah, name is. Yeah, he's great. What a character. That other guy that convinces... Anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I would like to. I've read, I've read the Denny Wells book. Bradley Dan- Cooper's Danny
2: in it. In a very minor role. He's in like a handful of scenes. Bradley fucking Cooper.
1: Yeah. Mm, Ridiculous. What, a, what an all-star cast. It's mm. like a modern day Ocean's Eleven. Totally. They should remake that. Get the Rat Pack back together. Mm. Well, who would you put in your modern-day Rat Pack? Bradley Cooper. Yeah. <sighs> Ooh. I'd have probably Julie Roberts.
2: I love Julia Roberts
1: playing herself. I know that seems weird, <laughs> but I reckon it could work.
2: Mm. Mm. Marky Mark.
1: Oh yes. Mm. Whoa! What about the modern-day Rat Pack? Should be the Funky Bunch. Okay A band that would have broken up over 20 years ago the Funky Bunch back together yes. yes Let's do it Should All we right. start a petish? Yeah Yun, yeah. let me finish I was doing a carry <laughs> <Let's her>.
2: Petish Yon.
1: <laughs> that is good stuff Yeah What was your favourite scene of the movie?
2: You know my favourite scene
1: The rhino butt?
2: No Oh
1: the, Right at the right end. end That was very good <laughs> Maybe we ah. should we should break down uh, the um break uh, down the plot a little bit. Yeah, let's start at the beginning. That's we should be able to, to start. get break down the plot pretty quickly.
0: Well, I mean, if you could explain it to me, that would help me understand. So it starts off.
1: <laughs> the first part of the movie is Jim Carrey. You can instantly see there's a bit more budget in this film. Yes, because we've got a helicopter shot.
0: We've got a helicopter filming a helicopter.
1: Jim Carrey. So is. there's two helicopters. Oh right. yeah,
2: I forgot about that. There's probably
0: two more helicopters in the first film.
1: I think that that would be true. The first one he opened the film on foot. This one he opened it on cliff. He yeah. was scaling a cliff to try to save a raccoon. Ooh. Um, obviously uh did not end well. It didn't. The raccoon fell
0: I felt like there was gonna be a twist, like it was gonna be okay. Yeah, no. But it, was it was not okay. Well, that's
2: life, Dave.
0: Early dead raccoon.
2: Sometimes things don't always work out the way you want them to. I guess he's not the best pet
0: detective that he claims no, to be. No,
2: I mean he found the raccoon. Yeah, it was really more of an issue with the carabiners yeah. and his, his hiking equipment. Great
1: pet detective, not a great carabiner purchaser.
2: Exactly. And and he was hanging upside down, holding a raccoon, which can weigh up to four yeah. 300 kilos. He's holding it with one hand. I'd say
1: minimum 300 kegs. Right?
2: And, and, it looked and
1: pounds. Like, I think that's, what, 20,000 20,
2: pounds? And that looked like a pretty reasonable sized raccoon, so probably yeah. even more than that.
1: Yeah. Maybe 10 tons.
2: So I think, Dave... <laughs> You're incorrect there and he is a great detective but perhaps not a great strong man.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry that Jim Carrey's character Ace Ventura in the sequel Pet Detective, uh, When Nature Calls, wasn't a stronger man. Yeah. He can't be everything to everyone, Dave.
0: I would have preferred it if he was. Yeah, well. well, hmm.
1: Just lower those eyes, mate. His talent's down here. (laughs) I don't know what that means. What's Um, What's he doing down there? He's up, he's up on the cliff. I don't know. Anyway, so he, he gets the raccoon, drops it. That sends him into a spiral. He joins a monastery yeah. um, to find his zen. Uh, and, he, and we find him in there with uh, many animals. He's at one with the animals and with, uh, with the world.
2: He had a lion and a tiger in there, didn't
1: he? Oh, a white tiger too. Very yeah. rare.
2: So that was weird, wasn't and, it? And I, don't, the- I didn't see any of the other monks with pets.
1: Spike the monkey was back. Spike's in it a lot. Spike's sort of following him around. They never really interact, but they. Spike's always around helping out, sort of. Yeah. Um, and uh, an English fella's coming to find him because he's got a big job, and there's only one man who can do this job. To find this rare white bat is the job, and he comes and he gets Jim Carrey out. What did you think about that? That was a bit. That was a bit of fun early when uh, the monks like no, if you need to go, Jim. And Jim's like, no, no, no. Ace is like, I can't go. I can't go. I've still got so much work to do here in the monastery. And the head monk's like, no, nah, you can go. Yeah. I'll, I'll let the others know. And, and I'll like, help you pack. <laughs> yeah. And he puts a dog in a bag yeah. or something like that. It was Very a cat, cat, in, a cat a in a bag. Cat in a bag. That's that's good fun. So
2: it's like packing up his animals as well.
1: And then the uh, the monk's had a big party with yeah. champagne popping and stuff. Good fun. And as Ace is leaving, he goes, I've never seen him behave like that before. <laughs> it's funny how different people mourn. <laughs> That's fun. He doesn't get it. They so hate a, him. It was a good fun start, I thought. Yeah. Then from there, they went to Africa to find this bat. Hang on. you're your My favourite joke,
0: which is where the monastery is at the top of several hundred steps. Oh, yes. And there's one thing he has to achieve before he goes. Mm. He whips out a slinky, lets it go, makes it all the way to
2: the bottom. Except for the final step. Yeah,
1: that was good that, fun.
2: Oh, that would hurt.
1: That was that, a fun bit. So I think we were we were looking good up to that point. Yeah, I was I thinking, like, here we go. I All like right.
2: how he was dancing around the slinky as it went down. Like he was having such a good time. He was that having was a fun. pool.
1: Oh, yeah, that was good fun. I thought that was that was a fun amount uh, of fun. You know, if you're going to measure fun in fun, I'd yeah. say that was a fun amount of fun. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, great. The fun- funometer was going off.
1: <laughs> the funometer on, on Rotten Tomatoes. How much do you reckon we'll just jump out of the pot for a second here because that can get tedious. Uh, how much do you reckon he was paid for this movie? Ooh. It, it the full budget was 30 million. So it was a bit of a jump up in budget from the previous. Okay. I think it...
0: So and what how much did he get, Jim? Okay. Yeah. 5
1: up 7 15. He half got half the, the bu- budget. According to this Den of Geek article, he was in a strong he was blown up. He was basically unknown a year earlier.
0: So in the first film he, they were probably paying him yeah way way less
1: so he i mean he'd still be getting paid well but you know compared to that he wasn't getting half the budget whoa. apparently uh, a friend of his uh steve odekirk who i think ended up uh, directing the movie maybe he he said you're in a strong spot here they want to rush into a sec- a sequel you can ask for a big amount and they're like straight away they said yes
0: whoa something's asking for like a Top leading man like Tom Cruise style wage.
1: Yeah, apparently um, not long after that, a few months later, he was the first actor ever to receive twenty million upfront for a film role when he did the Cable Guy. Shit. Yeah, so he was hot. Went from unknown to the hottest actor in the world in in months.
2: How
0: ho- how young are we talking, is Jim in this? Do you reckon?
1: Jim, let me have a look. You again. You're gonna have to take the reins here for a second well, day. Just
0: because I'll be honestly very depressed if he's making this much that, this much money and is the hottest actor in the world and he's younger than Jess and I are right now. He will be. Uh, uh, maybe not.
1: No, he was 32.
0: Yes. Oh, thank God. Imagine being older than 32 right now. You'd be pretty upset.
1: I would have no idea how that would feel. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: uh, we've still got a few more years to be billionaires. To, and to be the hottest thing in the world right now.
2: No, I'm not so concerned about that. I just want to not have to ever worry about money. That'd be nice.
1: Yeah. You know? That would be really. Because nice. I
2: was thinking the other day. Obviously, there's been those fires in Malibu, which is awful, and lots of people have lost their homes, including Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth.
1: Really, their house is burnt down. Do they they own property together? Yeah. Do they know each other? Yep. Liam Hemsworth is he? He's not Thor. He's no, the other Thor's one. Thor's little brother. And who, what is he to to you and I? A,
2: a person. Big, big
0: brother or.
1: No, like, what is he? who would he be? Would I know him from anything? Hunger
2: Games? He's Katniss Gale.
1: dad. <laughs> is that right? Okay. No, he's he's one of the lo- lovers. Yeah. The non-blonde guy. Gail. Why are you yelling weather <laughs> words at me?
2: Just keep going with your report.
1: <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> or whatever. Um, so, that, yeah, they were keen to cash in, and that's why the movie happened so quickly. It was, only, it was less than two years after the first. So, they pretty much went straight back into production um, after the first one was done. And I think that's probably why there are some holes uh, in the film. He was also, in that deal, was given uh, the right to choose the director, which also a lot of... He had a lot of power on this. Um, And who did he choose? Well, he tried a few different people. He talked to the Farrelly brothers, but they they decided against it. Um, They just filmed Dumb and Dumber together. Uh, and they were uh, working on Kingpin. So that was part of the reason why they couldn't. And he also uh, talked to uh, Spike Jones, um, oh, yeah. but he wasn't quite convinced. At the time, Spike Jones was pretty unknown. But um, Kerry has since said that he's been kicking himself ever since that he didn't pick him because soon after that, um, Spike Jones made being John Malkovich. So imagine what a different movie it might have been if Spike Jones made it. Yeah,
0: it would have been crazy different. So it wasn't the first, the director of the original coming back then.
1: No, it wasn't. It wasn't the original director. Uh, the director he ended up opting for wasn't even the final director. Um, in the end, the director was uh, one of Carey's friends, the guy who convinced him to get more money. Get more money. Yeah, because
0: at the start I noticed it said written and directed by one person. Because in the first film it said written by, and then there were several names, including Jim Carey. But this one it was just one director, one writer.
1: Yeah, it's like what. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, you're not listening to this, hopefully, to find out any real facts about the movie because I don't have any. But I think um, it makes it sound like if the director that was picked late for the movie was the writer, maybe they, the director fell through and, and the writer ended up going, all right, I'll do it. I know the script.
2: I like And he's it. sort
1: of like nervously shuffling and say, yeah, I know the script back to back. You want to see it? You don't need to see it. <laughs> 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 it's written on the back of a receipt. <laughs> it's very short. The script. Yeah. Mm. It says Cliff... Arrow, <laughs> Africa, Arrow, monster truck, <laughs> Arrow, finish, question mark. How do we get there? How do we get there? there? How do we get there? I'm going to have to edit out some pauses. <laughs> so, the so the director was initially going to be a man named De Churchill. De Churchill. De
2: Churchill.
0: Wow. I don't know this man's work. <laughs>
1: Uh, DiCirchio had not had the easiest of times, according to Den of Geek. As it says here, um, Carey would come to the set and find that he would have to re-block many of the scenes. And crucially, not the scenes he was in. So Carey was maybe being a bit, bit tough. Whoa. Sounds like there was a lot of tension there. So anyway, they've, that director jumped off. And that's when Steve Odenkirk, uh, jumped in. Uh, Odenkirk and Carrie went away for a weekend to work out what needed to be done, and notably, what needed to be redone.
2: Mm.
1: Work began again on the movie, but Carrie apparently wasn't a happy figure on set. So apparently it was a real brutal time, and some people reckon that's why Carrie never really did another sequel until many, many years later. People wanted him to do sequels like for The Mask um, and a bunch of other movies and he's just like, he never did them. Even though he clearly could have made, you know, he could have asked for whatever he wanted to. So we go through the movie and they they need to find a bat so that a wedding could happen. If they didn't yeah. find this bat, a wedding couldn't happen. And yeah, it that- was like a
0: dowry for a, a tribe to another tribe and if they don't get the bat, then the wedding's off and then one of the tribes will murder the other tribe. Yeah, it was a, gonna smaller start a war. Tribe. So it's going to either, the bat will bring them t- the two together or... Make them have a war.
1: Right. Um, And so Jim Carrey came in and he, you know, he slowly figured it out and then he he did. He found the bat.
2: Yeah, but also he's obviously Ace Ventura is an animal lover, except bats. He's like really creeped out by this bat for some reason. Yeah, it's, it's, it's never really explained, is it?
1: No, not really. Even
2: at some point another character says, I thought you loved all animals. And he's still, that's a perfect opportunity to explain why yeah. this character has an aversion to bats. I was in a great little flashback there.
1: Yeah. Odenkirk, what were you thinking? I think, yeah, someone was just like their beady eyes. And yeah, spiky teeth. Maybe. It's like
2: a lot of animals have beady eyes and spiky teeth. <laughs> no, that's how that was his
1: explanation. Beady eyes. Move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there, there was um, many scenes in amongst the People who uh, we've been talking about uh, this movie with recently are like that rhino scene. You have got to watch that rhino scene. Yeah, and that's sort of. I mean, that's there's not a lot of plot leading up to that. He's sort of hiding out inside a fake sort of animatronic rhino. Yeah, to spy on who he thinks is the bad guy, he turns out to not be the bad guy. And it just is a big waste of time. Yep. But uh, he he's in the Rhino, but the tiny fan stops working, so he's getting so hot in there and he can't breathe.
0: In the African plane, the sun's beating down. It's
2: hot.
1: He can't get out. Um, that tiny naked.
2: fan was was going to make a huge difference.
0: <laughs> Suddenly the fan's off and five minutes later, he's like fully naked and sweating all over the place. By the way, this is the time I chose to go to the bathroom. Came back. Oh, he's still sweating all over the place. Okay, <laughs> thanks guys.
1: Yeah, we paused for you, Dave. We couldn't miss this. So th- he's trying to get out and he can't get out. The door's jammed. The in-
2: door of the rhino. The door
1: of the rhino, obviously. And then all he can see- <laughs> the
2: door of the rhino, which is where you expect it to be.
1: <laughs> he sees a little bit of light beaming in, and it's coming from the anus, yeah. or <laughs> what would be the anus. It's just a little hole around the where I don't the know anus. Why would
2: they be. had that. Like when you were building the animatronic rhino, why did you include an, an anus?
1: I do enjoy um, looking for the logic in this. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and then, so he's he has to get and out there. And why does
2: it come? Why is it made of like a stretchy material when it seems like the rest of the rhino is quite solid, like a metal? But instead, he's able to get his arm out and then stretch his face through the anus. It's quite graphic.
1: There's some um, families uh, who were there for a safari nearby. Mm. And they're stopping to see, oh, that rhino's given birth. Yeah. <laughs> it's good fun, Bob. I, flops- know, I know, I'm agreeing. He flops out and, of, of
0: course, he's already taken his clothes off, so he's just naked. Yep. The rhino has given birth to a
2: naked A fully man. grown man.
1: That was really funny. I think that was a real fun thing, but I think my favourite scene... From the movie was the Monopoly Man scene.
2: Yeah, that was great. So
1: they're at a soiree, fancy soiree in uh, in Africa, and uh, Jim uh, Ace spots uh, a woman wearing fake fur. No real. No, fur. No real
2: fur. She's got a whole fox around her neck, and the uh, head is still on it.
1: And so he goes up to her, and he's you know he's like, what are you, you know you shouldn't do that. It's not very nice." And she's like, "Oh, you know whatever. You got to... Nature gives and we should use its bounty mm. Or something like that Probably Some, like that Yeah, something beautiful And then And Jim's like, oh, really? And then uh, he So he punches out her her partner Yep Who he calls the Monopoly man Because he looks like the Monopoly man
2: Yep
0: He's a very small man
1: <laughs> And then he, put, he swings him over his shoulders And wears him like a, a fox around. And he does
2: a bit of a catwalk it's, With it as well And it's bloody fun
1: That is a real fun scene
2: I'd love to watch you try to do that with Dave
1: Oh, let's, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll we'll post a video of that on social. <laughs>
0: oh, thanks for that, Jess.
2: <laughs> it would be funny, Dave. It would be
0: funny. <laughs> do I have to be knocked out?
2: Yes. Nah. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's go for realism. We can it? work <laughs> out the details, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, that was great. That's good fun. Uh, another... And
2: nobody tries to stop him either. They no, they're just watch... all
1: looking aghast.
2: They just watch as one man assaults another.
0: And then at the end he... Well, I mean, this is the same man who at the end of the last film beat up a mascot at a football game for no real reason. And that's
2: what I was going to say before. I like how I love a sequel that doesn't carry on from the original. So, like, at the end of the original, he's with Courtney Cox and no mention of her in this one at all. I love that. I
0: mean... Uh, but are any of us surprised to find out that Ace's relationship didn't work? Out? No,
2: that's not a surprise at all. In fact, if she was in it and she was, like, at home saying, bye, honey, have a great day, I'd be concerned. Yeah, right. She
0: spent her life with this lunatic.
1: Yes. He, Um. He, at one point, Ace has to, so it's really just a series of scenes. Yeah. Very, very loosely tied together. At one point, he has to prove uh, to one of the tribes, to the angrier tribe, yeah. that he, there's some sort of a... Man on man contest. Yeah,
2: that he's worthy.
1: He has to walk across hot coals. He does so by pushing a man down and walking over that man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that man's body and face is burnt to a crisp. We don't see it, but that's what happened. Yeah,
1: uh, that's funny. There's a there's a <laughs> there's a fight with a, a a small angry guy. Yep, who just beats the crap out of him. Yep, it's fun. Gets a couple of spears.
2: Yeah. Cops a couple of spears to the leg
1: Jess was taking the fun out of it by calling ahead to jokes She's like, uh, that spear's about to go into his leg well, I'm and-
2: sorry that I'm a comic genius Yeah, And I mean- these jokes are incredibly basic <laughs>
0: I can't remember how that scene finished. How did he end up, did he beat this small? No,
2: they all, they ended up laughing at him because he was a sissy.
0: And it, oh, because he, he got two spears and he was saying, they're in the bone and he was screaming and they were like, Oh, uh, you're a
1: sissy. He's so
2: weak and so they just let him go.
1: So yeah, he walked away and he copped a dart in the ass. Yeah. Which he figured out was slightly different from the other dart. Yeah. So that was a bit of plot.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: and that's how he pretty much solved the crime. Yeah. And found out that the bat, the guy who hired him to find the bat was the guy who stole the bat.
0: Oh, I wanted to cover his own tracks and make it look like that he'd done everything he could to find the bat. But yeah. Really, he wanted uh, some local resources. So, he wanted the the bigger tribe to take out the smaller tribe. And that way,
1: he'd yep. have the land for himself. Yes. Yep. Do, you, do you like sequels normally? This is like a... I think... Because it... Infamously, sequels are rarely better than the originals, mm. right? Except for Terminator 2. And Godfather 2. They're the two that always come up. And Titanic 2. And
2: Lethal Weapon 3. Oh,
0: right. really? 2 plus 1 equals 3. Mm. Is that
1: the one with that used to have a ride in, at Movie uh, Oh, good run, I, World? I
2: thought that was just a Lethal Weapon ride. I right. don't know if that was... I'd love if it was specific. Yeah, <laughs> the lethal, lethal Weapon 3, three ride.
1: ride. <laughs> you
0: remember the bad guy from Lethal Weapon 3?
1: I think that's been rebranded since that ride. Right. To I guess it would it'd be weird people aren't lining up to you on the lethal weapon ride anymore. You'd hope not. Kids would be like, what is that?
2: But then again, the Scooby Doo ride is still there and that movie came out in what, two thousand and one? Right. That is true uh, But Lethal Weapon Fuck, it's ad- a fun ride though it, It's a fun ride It's so fun Because like it starts Scooby- off quite shit
1: I think there's still cartoons and stuff That are being made of Scooby-Doo Actually there's a new Lethal Weapon TV show But there.
2: that ride came out when the Scooby-Doo movie did Right and At least Lethal
0: Weapon sounds like a sweet ride name So for kids you'd be like Lethal Weapon Whoa what is this crazy yeah. thing You don't have to know ass. rigs
2: Yeah, yeah. Ooh, for this shit You don't have to know that No You can just get on a ride You don't
0: have to know that there was a bomb in the toilet
1: what a scene. That's a great scene. <laughs> it is a good scene. Use the bath. What a smart, yeah. quick thinking. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows baths are bomb-proof. Yeah. Well, I do now, but yeah. I think people before and after that scene, <laughs> I think that changed a lot of things. Yeah, it that saved a lot of lives. Before that scene, I never would have thought to use a bath.
0: Well, that is a classic Simpsons line too when Mel Gibson's on the show, before I saw your movie, I never thought there could be a, to- a bomb in my toilet. Now I check every <laughs> time. Mart goes, it's true, he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good bit.
1: I think, yeah, well, this movie was well before um, 9-11 as well. So I think that, don't you think that does explain some of the sort of naivetes of the film? It is, you know, a pretty mm. um, childlike romp. Um, obviously, plot has become a thing in, in the... Uh, current millennia. Yeah, there's millennium. Also, there's <laughs> Excuse me. What about
2: him? All right. There's a scene when he's on the plane and he starts yelling at somebody on the wing.
1: Yeah, what's going and on? That there? that was never explained. No. I think he was doing a Star Trek impersonation. Oh, you
0: said that or something, but I didn't get that impersonation, and it just seemed like, like it was just an, an unexplained, strange non sequitur that just didn't mean anything. Yeah, but what, they, was the, what do you think the reference was?
1: I think it was William Shatner. It sounded like a voice, yeah. But do they have wings in Star Trek? They're more like circles, I'm aren't not they? Sure. They're discs.
0: See, what, so, for example, The Simpsons is a thing that constantly makes references to things. But when you're a kid and you don't get the reference, it doesn't matter because it still makes sense within the plot. Yeah. And it's still funny in its own right. But this show or this movie seems to reference other things from the 90s that now I have no idea what they are. And without knowing that specific reference, it's not funny.
1: Yeah, because there wasn't anything on the wing. Because if oh, there was something on the wing, then maybe yeah. that could have made some sense. Maybe.
2: Maybe, but they never show the wing. So how do we know? Very strange.
1: Have you have you seen this before? Had you seen this before?
2: Oh, I remembered the rhino scene. and That was probably about it. I think I watched it as a kid. Right. And that would have been about it.
1: Oh, I saw it at the cinemas which, uh, in 94 when it came out. And which, it, which cinema do you remember? Uh, I was in Bright, uh, in country Victoria. And I loved it. I remember loving it, but I did not remember a second of it. Mm. Rewatching watching it? I did not remember it at all. I just remember having a great that time. That was
2: 400 years ago. Though. It was
1: a very long time yeah. ago, yes. But yeah, it's funny watching it again. I just no recollections of it.
2: I think if you asked me tomorrow, I wouldn't have any recollections of it. It's, I think it's a very forgettable film.
1: Right. Yeah. And I'm
2: sorry... To the Ace Ventura heads out there, but go and rewatch it.
1: I think we, the, the, the start, I think we were having fun for the, for yeah, the start. We were all enjoying the oh, start. I we, had high hopes. We Please ran out a bit of momentum in the middle. Yeah. And we then, were watching the clock a little bit for a while. In and the sadly middle.
0: that middle was about 80% of the film.
2: And we came home strong though. Yeah. Don't, don't take my uh, tone. I had fun watching this. Yeah. But I was laughing at it a lot as well. Right. I think that's important.
1: Yeah, but I think I think that's all right. I mean, take the last way you can get them. Exactly. I thought, yeah, I had, I was especially, I loved the end was a lot of fun. I think maybe it's because we were seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, (laughs) so you get we were
2: quite tired.
1: Yeah, Um, but the yeah those scenes towards the end, I love the just real silly things. He he's the car chase at the end.
2: Well, no, the best part is so the bad guy gets off. He gets in his car and drives away. And there's the classic rule of three where Ace goes to one car, door's locked. The windows are wide open. You could definitely mm-hmm. climb in, but door's locked. Oh, no. He goes to the second car, door's locked. Oh, boy. Third car is a monster truck
1: <laughs> for fun. some
2: reason, and it's unlocked.
1: <laughs> that was so, that, so good. That's very good. That gave me a good laugh. Yeah. And, and then the, one of the other best, uh, my favourites of the film, which I think we all enjoyed in the room, was he, he drove up beside the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say, Dave?
2: He says his name. What was the bad guy's name?
1: Let me uh, see. I've got a page of quotes here. I might be able to. He
2: says his name. He says, from the consulate? <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Look to the guy he's chasing. That was good fun. What oh. are the odds? As if, yeah, as if you drive it along and you just see someone you know. Like, like tearing ah! up the African jungle. What we, are the chances?
1: We all had a good good laugh at that. That was very funny. And then uh, right yeah. at the end when Ace got, he found the bat, and he had to run it across <laughs> the jungle back to the tribe where he needed to give it back to. And Jess and I love that. He's running with the bat <laughs> flailing above his head and Dave is just oh. asking us, why, why are you laughing?
0: I, I, My stomach was hurting. I thought you were going to pass out from laughter and I was going...
2: I think it was it's, a... Com- you know when you start laughing at something and then I could yeah. hear Matt chuckling and then it was just this... And
1: like, oh. It was a build ever from that... Pretty much from that monster truck, or even before yeah. that, when Ace is in there and they've confronted the bad guys, and Ace and his offsider is by the door saying, Turn off the light. It's like, Turn off the light, and he's doing these um, we- army rolls across the floor. He's <laughs> yeah, like, that- Turn it off now. You're- the one you're right next to, and he does another he's army roll. Oh. Turn off the light. There's light streaming in through the windows. It's yeah, very fun. It's just a
0: bit of fun. That was a good physical comedy. Bit
1: of fun. So from then on, I reckon it was, it was all every laugh had a little bit from yeah. the laugh before yes and we were a bit delirious yeah
2: we were very tired. i think
1: we we're having fun
2: we're just having fun with it do you think we're still jet lagged
1: yes <laughs> okay great i think i'll get i'll get over it just as we board the, the plane day we leave home. yeah
2: the day we leave <laughs> i'm gonna feel fresh i
1: should say we're in a we're in a bristol uh where we're recording this underneath my bed <laughs> which is uh, a, mezzanine. a mezzanine above the lounge room so i'm and um, we are sharing a wall with an Australian-themed pub. <laughs> at, Fuck me. That was open till late last night.
2: I had to, I woke up at 2.30 in the morning because it was so loud and I, and I couldn't get back to sleep. So I googled the pub underneath to see what time it closed. Oh, right. Just to know what time we had any kind of reprieve. 4 a.m.
1: Was it 4? Yeah. So it, I
2: reckon we probably slept from 4-ish, but then again, everybody would have left. So that would have been loud. Until about seven when the uh, garbage trucks were collecting nothing but glass by the sounds of it. <laughs> it Just like glass. I reckon it was
1: thousands of bottles.
2: Oh, my God. It was, was so it, loud.
1: Because I, I wasn't even the pub that was keeping me awake. It was the people out on the yeah. street who were seemed to be having glass fights as well. There were bottles smashing and... People yelling and then laughing and then yelling and then laughing. You're like, oh, are these mates or what's going what's on happening? here? What's happening?
2: It was so, so loud. But apparently last night is like the uni night. Hopefully tonight we'll get some sleep.
0: That was according to the other Airbnb reviews. God, I hope they're right. Uh, no,
1: I don't know. Well, I think it'll be fine. I think I'm used to it now. Uh, and if not, maybe we should just head down there. Really?
2: Yeah, you're probably right. Let's hang I, out in the Australian about bar. It'd be I, like
1: going home.
2: I thought about that at one point. I was like, well, if <laughs> you can't beat them, join on them.
1: On the poster, I think it said it said something like witchetty grubs, five pounds for a tray.
2: Oh, my God. But I think they
1: were like shots. I don't know. It's,
2: yeah, it was shots. It's
1: a bizarro sort of Australia bar.
2: I don't want to eat witchetty grubs that have been shipped from Australia <laughs> to here. Because as we know, it takes a really long time to get here. Mm-hmm.
1: They could put them on
2: ice. Yeah, do you freeze which dick I don't know. I don't
1: know. But they, yeah, they're never as good. When no, you got to have them
2: fresh, fresh and still wiggling.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Australian impressions, two Aussie characters in Ace Ventura. Yeah.
1: That's right. Yeah, which they char- like they felt pretty unnecessary.
2: Yeah, they did nothing.
1: Yeah, I thought they were going to be playing a bigger role. but um, They one did of them,
2: nothing and they didn't have to be Australian.
1: At least one of them was Australian for sure. mm uh,
2: but I looked him up, and he's actually from New Zealand.
1: Yes, but he's done a lot of <laughs> Australian TV. Yes, and the other guy I didn't recognise, and his accent was less convincing. But and
2: he only he only had like two entries on IMDb, so I don't think he did a lot of acting. He had a lot of less
0: that. lines.
1: Right, maybe he was maybe he was Australian as well. It feels like I'm always like, why are you picking people from non-Australian? I'm talking good. This is why. I was like, <laughs> why don't you pick Australians? Why do you so? pick me? <laughs> But it just seems like there's so many Australians in Hollywood for small roles in movies, just pick an actual Australian, which they did for at least one of the two yeah. roles. Um, but yeah, they, yeah mm. I d- they didn't seem to have a huge point. I'm they were very unnecessary. Wondering if they had a lot of cut scenes or something. Yeah, maybe.
2: Maybe.
0: I do remember reading actually the director's cut of the original film. Ace you Factory. read it? No, no, I remember reading about the director's cut yeah. and apparently it was shorter than the original. You know how it's usually longer because they add scenes in? The director wanted to cut scenes from the final cut. It from from would this have been movie? A, no, no this from Ace 1. Oh, right. It would have been a short film. Which I really like. So the studio was clearly like, mate, we can't put out an 80-minute film. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not enough. It's not a film.
1: That's why I felt like there were some bits of this movie where I was like, they've just needed this in to make time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> They've committed to an hour and a half.
0: I love because usually a director's cut's like three hours long. Yeah. They just yeah. added in all this extra crazy dialogue and stuff. It's like, no, no. He was like, this sucks. Cut this. Cut this.
2: Yeah. I love a director's cut and I love a director's cut with commentary. <laughs> love it. Oh, and they're a little bit jaded about
0: why this scene was cut from the original. Mm.
2: The thing I like about this scene. Anyway.
1: Uh, Simon Callow was a, uh, one of the supporting actors and in his novel he talked about a little bit about uh, this book, which is quoted on the Denner Geek The book? The film. Article. Uh, in his book.
2: He talked about the book.
1: He talked about his film in the right. book. Okay. Sorry, I'm not talking
2: about No, I was, just, I was just confused.
1: <laughs> he said, uh, this is from his book, Carey believed, rightly or wrongly, that having paid him a sum of money beyond computation to make this sequel, they were stinting on everything else, prop studio time. The atmosphere was somewhat strained. Jim was often ill. We shot reaction shots to scenes we had never played. Whenever Jim returned, he was, possessed, he was possessed of a manic comic energy many times beyond what you see on the screen.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> How? He was worse than that. How?
1: Not worse, bigger.
2: That's worse.
0: Yeah, the bigger the worse
1: are.
2: Whoa.
1: They think this Denner Geek article records that he was struggling to come to terms with his newfound celebrity. And and that was happening while this film was being shot. So a lot was going on. um, And it had the deadline that had to be uh, hit, obviously. So there was a lot of pressure coming from everywhere.
0: I imagine if someone, two years ago, you're a no one, and now someone's giving you $15 million for any job. That is a lot of pressure.
2: I'd take it, though. You'd say, but you,
0: like, I just would never feel worthy. of I don't think no, anyone is worthy not. of that much money. Right. I think, in, I ever.
2: think, literally, everyone in the world has imposter syndrome. Nobody thinks they're good enough for anything they're doing. Nobody thinks they know what they're talking about. We all think we're pieces of shit, and that everybody else knows what they're doing, and only we don't. Everybody has that at some point to some degree.
1: I think the people who don't probably have. different problems
2: yes sociopaths yes (laughs)
1: um so during the film they also uh he was also having to do promotional work for batman forever so he was doing all these huge movies all within a couple of years so batman forever is where he played the riddler um but apparently on the set the delays were drawing out uh on ace ventura 2 so people on the set were starting to call it ace ventura forever very good stuff. That is good. Very good stuff.
2: We've been doing this forever. Wow. That's a, that's a lot happening for him all at once.
1: Yes. I see. Who the, do you know who Callow is? I have a feeling he might be the Scottish man you like.
2: <gasps> it is.
1: Yes, Simon that Callow. It is
2: him from Four Weddings and a Funeral.
1: Oh, he's a, he's, a, he's a Londoner. He's actually an Englishman. Yeah, English he's man. not Scottish. Why do I think he was Scottish? Because he wore a kilt in for weddings and a funeral. At a
2: Scottish wedding, yes. He did wear a kilt to a Scottish wedding. Classic Scott. Yeah, well... Are you thinking of John Hanna, who plays his... Yes. Um, ...very close friend... That's who I was thinking who of. ...who reads Funeral Blues, my all-time favourite poem, at his funeral.
1: I think I really liked Prevent that.
2: the dog from barking with a juicy bone... <laughs>
1: Simon Callow is a, <laughs> a good actor He's a good bad guy uh, We loved his look, didn't we, Dave? Oh,
2: it was a bold look It was strong
1: Everything about it was sharp It was a real strong look uh, Real English, sort of gentry kind of look Slick Tweed hair and Yeah, tweed Beautiful moustache Oh, oh no. Yeah
0: So well done. Very
2: proper He had a cane, too, didn't he?
1: I think he could he have Proper,
0: it. but evil-looking
2: Yes Oh, it was very clear he was bad
1: Yeah, when he took... He goes, oh, you're an animal lover, right, Ace? And he took him into a room full of animal heads on the walls. Yeah.
2: Hundreds. And then was really quite confused why Ace was freaking out.
1: Including an elephant head. And you could see with that elephant head that most of the budget went to paying Jim Carrey. (laughs) And not into elephant head (laughs) props. (laughs) Into taxidermy. Yeah, that looked like a paper mache. No offence to the... But like a good paper mache. Yeah, certainly. The $30 million budget, like, the investment in him was obviously uh, paid off because it made over $200 million at the box office. Whoa. It was a huge hit despite it being critically panned.
2: Yeah. But so does he get $15 million and then, like, a slice of royalties?
1: I'm not sure, but I would not be surprised. Um, That's he,
0: crazy. I think it would depend on the deal.
1: Yes.
2: I'd feel too guilty. If I'd already been given $15 million and then... Someone was like, "Hey, you should be getting royalties as well." I'd be like, "Okay, look, I've got fifteen million. I'm set for life. I'm good. Thank you." I think.
1: Well, I mean, you're going. The studio deserves this money. Is that what you think? Well, I don't know. You take it, and you can do whatever you like with it. Do something good with it.
2: What would I do with it? Buy another house. Yeah, something you're right. good. Yeah. Give something
1: back. Yeah, to the house market. Renovate my pool. Yes. Triple Give something back size. to the pool renovating market. Yeah. Give something back to the pool. Yeah. Yeah, the pool's been there for you, Jess. That's true. Every now and then. <laughs> throw it a little it up. Yeah, a little spruce.
2: Yeah, you're Give right. it a
1: diving end. Yeah, diving
2: end. Give and it a slide. diving
1: end. That's good. That's good stuff. That's real good stuff.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's too much money. That's a lot of pressure. I couldn't handle it. And what? this
0: is $15 million in the mid-90s. So that's more money than than now. Yeah, that'd be... Someone's offering you $25, $30 million. US dollars too, by the way.
2: Oh, God. So this is all,
0: it's like, you know.
2: No. Seeing please. that film,
0: I'm sorry, Jim Carrey, but that was not a $15 million role. You ripped off to the studio. And
2: if anybody's listening who was thinking of offering me a huge $15 million contract, even in Australian dollars, please don't. Please.
1: I would argue that he definitely was worth that money because no one else would have made that movie a hit. He made it a huge hit, made everyone money.
2: Imagine Nicolas Cage in that role.
1: That would be fun, Very actually. different film. <laughs> that would be pretty great. I think it would still be big. Yeah, I don't know. I feels like it was a Jim Carrey sequel. It, the film wouldn't have been made without him. The yeah. film made heaps of money. I feel like he made his... Maybe not the sum of its parts, but... Do you want to hear a few brief uh, reviews from... Uh, that Rotten Tomatoes has collated? Yeah, Absolutely. I'll so give you some from... splats and I'll give you some uh, solid tomatoes. These are from critics. Critics, yes. Right. Uh, here's a splat. There's so little to watch besides Carrie. In fact, it makes you actually miss Sean Young from Ace One, who was the the bad the baddie in the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a he's a positive one, which is a bit brutal on Sean Young because I thought she was fine, right, in the first one.
0: Yeah, she's a good baddie, I reckon.
1: Uh, here's a he's a positive. A little bit of carry goes a long, long way. And this Ace Ventura comedy goes on for too, too long. That's a positive. <laughs> <laughs> that's three out of five. Oh wow. Uh, this is more more accurate. I think this is a, a guilty pleasure. Oh, that's fun. That's from Colesmithy Uh, by Cole Smithy. Oh. Hi. Oh, how did they get him? <laughs> It's a good get.
2: Do
0: you reckon it's Cole Smithy, like Alan Smithy? Yes,
1: it's Cole Smithy. Or Smythey. I'm going to put my foot down on that. It's one of the two, probably. (laughs) Uh, Here's a splat. Two out of ten. From John J. Puccio from Movie Metropolis. Warner Brothers doubled the budget for this sequel in 1995. For their trouble, they got half as funny a film.
2: Oh, Oh
1: yeah, I think I'm, slam. I'm trying to compare the two because I reckon the story is probably w- a lot stronger in the first, but I reckon the f- this had funnier peaks.
2: Yeah, but deeper troughs, you know. Yeah, yeah, a much Absolutely deeper,
0: right. longer trough. I laughed trough. out loud more in the second one, but there were more. I checked my watch more in the second.
2: Yeah,
1: one. yeah, I'd agree with that as yeah. well.
2: But let's not forget. Him running through the jungle holding a bat. <laughs> I, I missed that scene because
1: I was checking my watch. <laughs> well, you were checking it for a long time. Uh, then...
2: <laughs> that was absolute solid gold. I loved that. You loved it so much. I loved it. I was surprised. I was very tired. Was I missing something? <laughs> and Something about it just grabbed me and I really enjoyed it. And then Matt was laughing. And when he audibly laughs, that makes me laugh more. It was just a good time. It was a bit of fun. A bit of
1: fun. It was a bit of fun.
2: We were all crowded into Matt's bedroom, having a good time.
1: It was fun watching
0: it with friends. I will say, yeah, I would oh never. God, I would no. have got five minutes in at home and turned it off.
1: Yeah, yeah it definitely for sure. isn't a movie that you'd you'd watch all the way through.
2: Can we talk about the ending as well?
1: Yeah, please do. Okay,
0: it's got to have one of the worst endings sort of film I've ever seen.
2: Yeah. So earlier in the film, the princess who's about to be married is. Uh, she, what, I don't remember how why she's talking to him. She She's just sort of cracking onto Ace because she's never known a man and she shows him her boobs and he... Seems I, unimpressed. Yeah, but no, no, he, he says like he's taken a vow of celibacy, right, and then the next scene is him furiously wanking in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> Someone walked in on him. <laughs> We see it in Shadow. Obviously, you don't see anything else. It's it's a family-friendly film. (laughs) But then at the end of the film, the wedding goes ahead. Ace has saved the day. And then the groom comes out of the tent shack. I don't remember where they... I think they went to a tent. And says she's not a virgin. And everybody then chases Ace through the... Yeah, because he goes, like, can they test? They can tell. They can
1: tell. And roll credits.
2: But it was... replied earlier that he hadn't had sex with her; so, so, he'd just gone home and furiously wanked instead. So
0: he's running; it ends, <laughs> and then it turns into a spotlight on
2: his face, and that is the end of the film. I just want to say, furiously wanks one more time. Yeah,
1: that's great. That's a great phrase. He did it with extreme fury. Yeah, yeah.
0: We were, we all looked at each other like, "That was the end."
1: Yeah, yeah. it did seem like it a, didn't an, an odd end. Sense. They were they were obviously like, "We need an we need an end."
2: And also, how did they know that? How did everybody else in the village somehow know that it was Ace that had slept with her, uh, allegedly?
1: I think his face did look very guilty. Yeah, and, and maybe he went, yeah, yeah. I burned her."
2: They can tell I burned her.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was something like that. Um, so this is the these are the movies that he made around this time. Ninety uh, four, the original Ace Ventura. Also ninety four The Mask. Also ninety four Dumb and Dumber.
0: Shit, that is amazing.
1: Ninety five Batman Forever. Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. Ninety six The Cable Guy. Ninety seven Liar Liar. Ninety eight The Truman Show. Ninety nine He's Man really slowing moon. down. But just like all of those, really the hits. But especially that he started off like he must have gone. I can't keep up this pace. I need a bit more quality control and yeah. And it's also just—it sounds like he was stressing him out at the same time. Yeah,
2: but also he's in his early and mid thirties during this whole time. He's—he's he's got kids. Did he have a family by this point, or he's got it, kids? Does he have kids?
1: Jim Carrey. Sure. Oh, I
2: think he has kids. Jim Carrey's got kids. I could be wrong. Are
1: you thinking of one of his characters, like the one from Lila, Lila?
2: Yeah, that adorable little boy.
1: Uh, no, he does. He's got a—he's got a child apparently.
2: He's with uh,
1: Jenny McCarthy from oh five to two thousand ten. He and he's been married he was married to Lauren Holly in ninety six, but that was last a year. And he was married to Melissa Womer from eighty seven to ninety five.
2: Okay, so he's yeah, okay, he's been married in these times. But he has one kid who maybe wasn't alive yet. But, yeah, okay. I was just thinking, like, I always like to... When, when you see actors with insanely busy schedules, I always just sort of think about their family and how that works. How does that possibly work? Right. Even in couples that are both big actors, it's like, how do you see each other ever?
1: Yeah, I guess, I guess they, they just make, make it work. Make it work. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but also, like, I think some people don't need to be on top of each other all the time.
2: No, I, I don't think... Yeah.
1: Um, I think... Yeah, I But guess. I
2: mean if he's made 3 movies in 1994, that's you're not on top of each other ever.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> uh, uh so that uh, there was a divorce in 95. So yeah. maybe that's something to do with that. That yeah. would have been yeah, brutal for a marriage. So that was his longest uh, 8 years and I think my favorite movies of his probably came later than that like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, it
0: is a very good film and he's really good in it.
2: Yeah.
1: So that was 2004, Yes Man 2008. Um, yeah, they just uh, he's clearly like...
2: He even looks good in Yes Man.
1: All those characters, he's like, he just took it back a bit. But Yes Man still got some of those moments. Oh, yeah. The moment where he's testing out the bed he bought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it's great. It's beautiful, man, or something like that. And he's like jumping on yeah. it. Yeah. That's great. The wine doesn't spill off. Because in the, the plot of that movie, is he says yes to everything. Um, because he thinks yeah. he's been cursed or something. Yeah. It's it's sort of similar to Lie Lie, but better.
2: I like the scene where he's speaking Korean to the to the woman in like the wedding planning shop. That is fun. That's a beautiful scene. It's a
1: good Dave, fight. do yourself a favour. Let's watch it together. <laughs> it
0: I've read the book that it's based on. Yeah, right. Yes Man by Danny Wallace. Very funny and a very different book. Yeah, <laughs> so I made it's quite- like, Basically, he's like a... A uh, humorous, so not like a stand-up comedian, but a comedy type writer, and he's got lots of books out, uh, like non-fiction stuff. And one, the, bu- the plot of the book is he's on a bus one day, and stuff's not going that well for him. And a man says to him, "Hey, man, just a, like a guy on the bus, you should just say yes more." And then sort of gets off the bus, and he's like, "All right, for the rest of the year, I'll say yes to everything." And he ends up buying a car at a party and all this oh, that he can't wow. afford and stuff like that. And he wrote a book about it, so, and then and sold the is, rights to the film, so it did
1: well. Yeah. that is a true. That's true. That's not like a. A fiction, is it? No, no, no. He lived that He life. lives these things, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cool. I wouldn't mind that. doing
0: that a read. Yeah, and he's a really good writer. It's so easy to read. Very, very funny.
2: Yeah, cool.
1: I said last week that Ace Ventura was his first movie, but I think that's his first starring, starring role. It looks like he'd been in a bunch of movies uh, prior to it. Right. Um, such as Finders Keepers in 1984.
2: 84? That's a long time before.
1: Let me see who he played. Lane Biddlekoff. <laughs> About. <laughs> Twelve names down the list. Um <laughs> Lane Biddlekoff, that sounds good.
2: Man. And he went on to be a huge star.
1: Yeah. He's a upcoming movie Sonic the Hedgehog by the looks of it. I'm guessing that's voice only, is it? He has slowed right down. Dumb and Dumber two. I thought it was called Dumb and Dumber. That makes me sound silly.
2: No, I thought it was too.
1: That was two thousand fourteen. Then he made a couple in two thousand sixteen and then Sonic the Hedgehog coming out next year.
0: Is so that new uh, TV show that I haven't seen much Kidding.
1: of? Oh yeah, but critics are loving it. Mm. They are. I watched going. the
2: first episode.
1: And what what do you think?
2: He's quite good in it, but I, it was didn't grab ya. No, it kind of did. It was a bit. It was quite tense. Right. And I don't deal well with tension. Right. So I was like,
1: I don't want to watch more. Is that why you, you struggled through moments in Ace Venture or When Nature Calls? Because he built up some tension in moments.
0: We didn't know if that bat was going to make it in time for the wedding.
2: That bat that he hated so much. He had to hold it aloft as he ran through the <laughs> wilderness. Oh, man, that is good stuff.
1: Uh, this is again from the Denner Geek article. The film did hit its deadline in the end. So you guys can rest easy. It did end up getting finished and it made it to the cinemas.
0: Cool. All
1: right. Uh, but it did seem to be a happy ship. But it didn't seem to be a happy ship. More noteworthy. By the time it arrived in cinemas, Carey was done with the Ace Ventura character, and so was Steve Odenkirk. I'm calling him Odenkirk, but it's Odekirk. Arriving to lesser reviews than the original, although there is one gloriously funny, brilliantly crude scene in it involving an animal's backside. Okay, So wow. these guys love that too. It is, seems to be, that is the iconic scene of, scene of the film. Even more than the monster truck. That's, yeah, that's, I'm just they've got sure that if, the wrong way around. Sounds like maybe, maybe it is Asu who were wrong. <laughs> um, the film was a big hit though and Kerry's star continued to shine. He, re- like, he was a rocket shooting into space.
2: There was a lot more scenes in this movie where I looked away because it was a bit gross. Right. I didn't do that at all in the first one. Yeah, the in spit scene. And this one scene. I was like, Ugh, yuck. There's one part where, like, one of the other characters reaches in and pulls out a man's heart. Yeah. And it's all supposed to be quite silly, but I hated that a lot. Yeah, there was a
1: lot of silly stuff. And there was probably a bit of... There's some stuff that doesn't date super well with um, uh, with the tribes and... Yeah. Yeah, just a bit bit strange stuff. But it's like, oh, that wouldn't... I don't think a movie like this would be made any Like, no. it definitely wouldn't be made anymore, but... Um, so, what, would you guys want to give it a give it a banana rating out of a certain amount of bananas? Is I'm going to give it
2: five out of ten.
1: Five out of ten bananas, and the ripeness on the ripeness scale?
2: Mm, they're
1: edible. Edible. Yeah. So, like, a, in the yellow zone.
2: Yeah, they're not perfect, but they're edible still. Five
1: out of ten. So, you preferred it to the original?
2: Yeah. What did I give that one?
1: Two out of six.
2: <laughs> okay, that does sound like a scale I would give. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we all rated it out of six. I think we I, actually all gave it two out of six.
2: Again, I'm thinking more about the amount of laugh out loud moments I yeah. had, which could be contributed to a number of factors, such as fatigue. But I did laugh pretty hard at that monster truck and that uh, <laughs> that bat. So you can have five yeah. average bananas out of ten.
1: Dave, what about you?
0: Out
2: of ten, am I going?
1: Sure. It
0: makes sense to keep it on the same scale. I'd probably give it... A four out of ten.
2: I knew he would do that. Really? Yeah, I just know you.
0: Yeah, I just didn't. I also laughed more at this one. But if I here's the question: if you had to re, someone said you got to rewatch one of them now. Which one would you pick?
2: Oh god, I'd probably pick a gun. <laughs> <laughs> just kill me now. <laughs> um, th-
0: yeah, I'd probably pick number one.
1: Yeah, number one. I, yeah, that's the tricky thing. Number one's probably a better film, but number two had funnier moments. I think. More peaks, yeah. but more troughs. I
0: was hoping I could do that middle section again.
1: Yeah, that's probably I've true. I've already forgotten it. It did have more primates, which we haven't talked about too much. Oh, yeah. uh, it was um, mating season for gorillas. And um, also near the end, uh, the bad guy got taken down by... A, well, like, it wasn't shown, but I think it was implied that a gorilla was Having taking advantage. Yeah. yeah,
2: Considering the day he'd had...
1: Yeah, that's not what you want.
2: Yeah, the last thing you want is to be attacked by a gorilla.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and um, then how confused is this gorilla as well?
2: Yeah, like that looks nothing like
1: a lady gorilla. Yeah,
2: come on. So now we're thinking: Do gorillas need glasses? Yeah, that'd I be mean, cute.
1: How many gorillas have you seen wearing a tweed jacket with a you know a stylish moustache
2: and white skin, very white? Mm. Yeah, you poor gorilla. Oh. And there's also some chimps in it too.
1: Yes, there's a there's a bunch of chimps. There's a, they're cute. They go through it. We got uh, monkeys um, as well in there. That's quite a good representation of uh, primates in this film. Mandrill. There's a mandrill, great mandrill, but there's not. They don't have a lot to do really, apart from Spike uh, the monkey.
2: Spike does a couple of little things. He's got a few scenes.
1: Yeah, including a scene where uh, he attaches. Uh, Ace's parachute to the back of the baddie's car So Ace can fly up above the car <laughs> And use a, a binoculars to read the number plate of that car
2: <laughs> Well as he flies off the back of the car In the, an open plane And somehow is not seen by the baddie Yeah
1: I guess like the ridiculousness is obviously on purpose But it's sort of like I, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those bits that feels like this is just for the cool shot of him up in a yeah. parachute. Let's do a wacky montage. But yeah, so it's, I can't tell. Yeah, it's there's hard. some bits where it's like I don't, I don't know. It, is this. Yeah, is this anything? I'm yeah. not sure. And if I'm asking that question, then I think the answer is yes. It definitely is. <laughs> That's something.
2: That's something.
1: It makes you think. Mm. And not a lot of movies make you think anymore, do they? You know.
2: Too obvious these yeah, days. Yeah. Too obvious.
1: Mm. Well, ace definitely made me think a lot.
2: And what score would you give it?
1: Oh bloody yeah. I'd yeah, on the on the I'd give it a you know, like a, a six out of ten bananas, but on a storyline it'd be like a one out of ten. So overall So what does that average out to? About three, three or four out of out of ten bananas? Three and a half. But it was a good time. I still had a good time. I loved watching it with you guys.
2: Did you just like our company then perhaps? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I
1: probably would have enjoyed
0: watching any, anything with you guys.
2: Yeah, hardcore porn.
0: <laughs> ten out of ten bananas. <laughs> Big bananas. And
1: <laughs> we also talk about um, which which of the primates would you pick as your favorite in the film? Chimps. And the chimps. I and
0: love chimps. Yeah, chimps on the log. There was a very nice scene. Where they're, they're so sort of, cute. They're all Crowding around Ace Ventura and like grabbing his hair. and That stuff.
1: was nice. They were they were picking um, uh, bugs out of each other's. Yeah backs and, and eating that
0: was, them. That was probably my favourite chimp-based scene.
1: Yeah. And, and so those chimps, uh, we share 99% DNA with those chimps. Andy Matthews told us that and he's sort of like a scientist. How much <laughs> of yourself do you see in those chimps on the screen? Oh. I mean, we didn't, we didn't learn a lot about them. Yeah. But I'd say, Dave, cleanliness-wise, you two have a lot in common. You're, I mean, you're sitting right across from your dead old... Hand, hand, hand sanitizer. That's
0: right to kill germs because I do not like germs. Yeah, but I also don't like bugs very much. Right. And it would take someone asking me for real help before I actively grabbed a bug out of them, like out of their off their skin, mm.
1: and ate it. Is that they were eating them? Yeah, they were eating okay, them. Jim so was I'm, eating the bugs. I'm pretty sure.
0: I think I only share sixty one percent. Sixty one percent.
2: Oh, I was gonna go even lower.
1: 30% Set 30% of those gyms Yep I'm, I'm going to go with Spike And I'd say Spike um, I felt even more connection To him this week I forgot what my connection Was last week But I'm going to say uh, 69% This nice. week Because I felt I don't know I just felt about Two thirds Um Maybe a little bit more than two-thirds. Just over, yeah. Yeah, in common with Spike. Mm. He was helpful. He was all around. Not in your face. No. He doesn't need to be in your face. Not flashy. No, not flashy. That's just, I'm like, that's me. That's me up
2: there. Yeah. It's me on screen. Yeah.
1: About two-thirds of me on screen. Yeah, right. Um, I'm probably not as energetic.
2: Which which two-thirds, though? Which third of you are you leaving off screen?
1: It's the energy.
2: Right. Yeah. But if you had to chop your body into three.
1: Oh, okay, sure. Um, I think the mid third, you kind of have to include.
2: So it's top or bottom really is, yeah. <laughs> and probably
1: easy. the top as well. Cause I think if you lose your head. You're, so you're
2: cutting yourself off at the knees.
1: I think that's probably the only, I agree. Only option. I agree. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you always have my back <laughs> and not your legs. Not, not below my knees though. Yeah. Um, well, that brings us to the end of the uh, chat about uh, the fabulous film, Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls. There is a, another movie in this series called Ace Ventura Jr. Uh, Jim Carrey refused to be in an, another <laughs> one. Even for $30 million. I feel like, I don't know if we, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like maybe need a little bit of space before we dive into that one sometime in the future. Yeah, I need a future. break. There, too much Ace is a, is, is, a, is a good thing, or whatever that saying is. Um. So that brings us to uh, everyone's favorite segment on the show, primate sporting mascot segment. Yes. This week, we got an email from Germany in Dortmund from Christopher Rath. Mm. And his email says, if you're still looking for primate mascots, and yes, I am, uh, Christopher. Thank you so much. I'd like to point you to, oh, my God. He told me, he sent me a. I forgot to read this, but he sent me a, a link to, on how to pronounce his name. And I did not do that. I'm so sorry that you went to that effort and I'm going to butcher it. I'd like to point you to Michelle or Mikkel, the gorilla mascot of HSV Hamburg, which is a great city in Germany. Great. A former A League Bundesliga handball club in Germany.
2: Oh, handball.
1: Since I'm not sure it's big it's a big sport in Europe. Yeah. We just don't have that in Australia.
2: I remember we did it in PE at school. Really? So European how do you play handball. it?
1: Is it is it like a There's goals. Okay. So it's sort of like, it's a bit like indoor soccer, soccer only year... Use your hands
2: Use your hands And you can only take A couple of steps
1: Yeah
0: Soccer meets netball Yeah And they throw it So hard Yeah It's a
2: very quick paced game And they like jump in the air And throw it Oh yeah It's really fun
1: So it's sort of like On land water polo
2: Yeah kind of Yes Which is weird Because
1: on land polo That's horses Should be called horse polo And then handball Should be called land polo Or horseless polo Horseless land polo Yeah. That makes and sense. And water polo
0: should be horseless water polo.
1: Yeah, now we've got a system. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. I'm going to write an an email to the Olympics.
2: A firmly worded one?
1: Yes. Good. Who's in charge there? Is it still Rog? Was there a guy called Rog? It doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Maybe this he is was, back in your day? Might have been back in my day. Rog. I'm, I'm making that up. I'm going to use that as a character name someday. <laughs> Gary Rog. Gary Rog. Uh, sorry, back to the email. Since I'm not sure... If you have the resources to research research him in German language, and because even in Germany few will actually know him, I took the liberty to summarize the basics for you.
2: That is thoughtful. This is
1: so good. Uh, HSV Hamburg, short for Handball Sport, verin Hamburg, used to be an A-League handball club, even winning the national championships in 2011 and Champions League in 2013. Hmm.
0: That's recently. What do you mean they're not in the top league anymore?
1: At the beginning of 2015 season, they announced their ma- their first mascot, Mikel the Gorilla. Mikel had to fight against some backlash from fans who complained on Facebook claiming that a gorilla would not really fit in as a mascot for a northern German team. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, okay. Or a southern German team.
1: Um, but Christopher says it's a bit of a weak argument because uh, in the same area, there were teams with zebras, lions and kangaroos as mascots. Yeah. It's like a gorilla in northern Germany. Get Ridiculous.
2: A kangaroo makes sense. Thank
1: you. Uh, unfortunately, Mikkel only had a very short career of one season because the club filed for bankruptcy in late 2015.
0: Two uh, years after winning the championship. Yeah, I know. That's you, wild.
1: Surely you're just rolling around in cash. You're on top of the world. The handball world. Yeah. Which, Which, as we said, is big in Europe. Yeah. Uh, This was due to a big investor pulling out of the partnership in 2014. So, they rolled on for a further year.
0: So, the the investor
2: was like, I've won a championship. (laughs) Goodbye.
1: Just a vanity project for him. Handball is life, bro. You can't just cut and run. Yeah. Handball isn't just for Christmas. (laughs) That is something that I've heard said many times. And now it finally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, the HSV had actually lost uh, its license then because of insufficient funds. They went to the ATM as a club and it said, boop, 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 yeah. they've eaten our card. Uh-oh. Uh, and the, they, but they did manage to get a license for the that final season before going to court. Um, so, yeah, and then it was all over. McHale's career was doomed from the beginning, mm. Christopher says. After filing bankruptcy, the HSV dissolved in 2016 and the successor team played C-League without any mascot, which is just sp- spitting in your face. Yeah. Which obviously in Ace true when nature calls, a high compliment.
2: Yeah, huge compliment. But in this case, less so.
1: For those who haven't seen it, there's this real gross scene oh, where they spit I mean, on each other, which again. is a compliment in, in that. It was so gross. Uh, he, he says at the end, maybe you can make something out of that. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have, Christopher. (laughs) I think we have. He also apologised for his bad English, but it was better than mine Mm. and uh, (laughs) it's not your first language, as you say. Thanks so much for getting in touch, Christopher. If anyone does have any other um, primate mascots, I've got a handful left and then I'm considering changing the segment to maybe Primate of the Week and then I could just broaden it out to any sort of, you know, the corporate mascot or a real-life primate but we'll see how we go. Uh, maybe, maybe sporting teams will come to their senses and start renaming all mascots. <laughs> You've got mandrels. You've got drills. You've got spider monkeys. You've got capuchin monkeys. You know, mm-hmm. how many of, of these underutilized primates are there? It's so embarrassing. They're all like, they're great sporting mascots. Mm. It's wild to me. Anyway, here's time for everyone's favorite segment of the show, Circus Watch.
2: Oh, Yes.
1: I'm keen to get jingles. Dave, can you can you write and record some jingles for these segments? Oh, okay. Thanks, mate. Oh,
2: okay.
1: Dave's uh, a musician. He's been in bands. Uh, we listened to one on Spotify, I so? say.
2: Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> great. It
1: was great. It was so good.
0: Oh, great. It was from many years ago, but my old band, Playwright. So, P-L-A-Y-W-R-I-T-E. Sadly, uh, I left and then um, they kept going for a a good couple of years, released a full album and everything, and uh, they. I still think they made great music, but no longer going
2: forward together. They still made great music, but it was greater when you were there, obviously. Obviously,
1: and the front man's gone on to uh, have a bit of success as
2: yeah, Jordan White, an absolutely
0: fantastic musician. I've known him for since I was in high school. and I always knew he'd be, uh, you know, go somewhere, and uh, his solo act, Braille Face, doing very well.
1: Uh. Obviously, don't you think it would have been better if he called himself Monkey Face or
2: Capuchin Face? Yeah. That would have been great. Chimp Face. Chimp
1: Hands. Chimp Hands Zed. Oh. oh. <laughs> anyway, Circus Watch. <laughs> uh-huh. um, if Dave gets that music to me before this goes out in a couple of hours, I'll, um, <laughs> I'll mean, slot it in g- otherwise.
0: Grab my uh, full orchestra of instruments that I brought on this trip. Oh,
1: that's handy. Oh, that works out great.
2: Did you want me to give you a hand, Dave?
1: Oh, great. That'd be great. Can you, you brought your ukulele?
2: Of course. I never leave the house without it. (laughs)
0: Just in case.
1: (laughs) So this week, um, luckily just a couple of days ago, Ian Landman got in touch uh, because we didn't have any, anyone getting any Circus Watch news to us, but he has this little story. He worked with Andy Circus not too long ago. Mm. And this is his email. I work in VFX in London, yep, which is uh, video effects, I think. Visual effect. Visual, fuck. We worked with him on Mowgli, The Legend of Jungle, of the Jungle, uh, which is a new Netflix show movie that's coming out soon. Can
0: Andy directed is that right? So
1: yes. Uh, and so uh, Ian uh, helped create all the CG and animation with his team. Um, it was a project four years in the making. There were endless changes. And he also reckons that could make a really good episode of the show, which I think yeah, we cool. should definitely do. Um, He said circus would come in almost daily when he didn't have other shoot commitments. He was great in daily sessions with the artists. He was super physical when describing how creatures should act and perform, which was quite cool. Uh, The film isn't mocap at all, which is something was sort of famous for doing all the mocap stuff, wearing the balls all over him. But he said um, early uh, shots did have the ball suits. So there must've been a time when they were looking to do, Potentially do some mock-up stuff, but it ended up going that way. And he said he'd see him every now and again, uh, pretend to be on his phone in reception, or actually on the phone. Who knows? <laughs> busy man. <laughs> I like that. He sort of doesn't quite give him the benefit of the doubt, but also willing to give him the yeah, benefit I of the like doubt. That. Like hedging your bets like that.
2: He's faking it, or maybe not.
1: Maybe he's just on his phone. Yeah, he's, he would be a busy man. Yeah. And apparently his driver would uh, sit out the front and have teas brought to his car. He's like, I appreciate a getaway driver on high alert. Mm. But, I, yeah, he's a busy man circus. So, that's why it's going to be hard to get him on this pod. But I feel like we're on his scent. We're getting yeah. closer. Closer yeah. and now closer. Yeah, now we know
2: someone who's worked with and slash for him.
1: The net is closing in on you, Andy. Okay, no, that's too threatening. Oh, too threatening. You're okay.
2: trying to make it sound appealing. Like, oh.
0: yeah, the net is not that close.
1: No, then, and it's a lovely net. It's
2: a, it's a soft mm. fabric. Soft, yeah the The group hug is closing yeah. in on you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, to me that's Ooh. more scary. Snuggles.
2: But snuggles. <laughs> How is snuggles more scary?
1: Hey, some strangers want to come give you a group hug. No, it does sound. I love to hug. Who am I kidding? <laughs> I love to hug. I know you do. Fuck, I love hugging. <laughs> love hugging. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for getting in touch, Ian Landman. Uh, yeah. If you and have, thank
2: you for your work.
1: Oh yes, I can't wait to watch your film. Mm. Uh, if anyone does have any uh, Andy Circus anecdotes, yeah. if you've seen him, you know him, or you know someone who's seen him, please Let's get call in them touch. It's anecdotes. Anecdotes.
2: We're not looking for Andy Dick.
1: Yeah, that's a different. Andy segment. Circus. Obviously, Andy Dick. We would call that the anecdotes. I
2: think anecdotes really works. Circus doets.
1: Circ dick dokes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dokes. 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 <laughs> 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 um, so if if you do have uh, any anything. Um, Circus-wise, please get in touch. Uh, email address is primatespod at gmail.com. And if you use the, what do you call the thing where you put, put what the name of the email is? Yeah. Subject, yeah. Subject line. Circus Watch. Yeah. Uh, that brings us basically to the end of the show. The only other thing that we like to, I keep saying it all basically brings us to the end of the show. It has not at all. Our <laughs> most important. You have many segments on your show. Do, do you yeah. know that?
2: Do you have too many? All too of many them segments? are your favorite.
1: Not all of them, but this one is my favorite. <laughs> um, this one is our Patreon segment where patrons who support the Do Go On Network, mm. uh, which you can do so at patreon.com slash Uh, which is a podcast that the three of us also do about different topics each week. Uh, This week's episode is all about, uh, Dave?
0: The disappearance of famous mystery writer Agatha Christie, the best-selling novelist of all time. Two billion copies sold, but probably her craziest mystery was a real-life one when in the 1920s she disappeared for nearly two weeks. No one
2: really knows what she did or why she did it. It remains a mystery. So that was a bit of fun. That oh, was great.
1: A beautiful mystery. That was really fun. Um, but So you can support this show, that show, and Dave's other show, Book Cheat, which is a show about a different classic novel each fortnight where Dave walks a couple of guests through, and it's a real fun time. You get to learn about a book. Pretend you can, By the end of it, you can pretend that you've read it at your dinner parties or soirees. You know, when you're visiting with a Monopoly man and a yeah. woman with a fox around her neck, you can say, oh, well, uh, let's talk Othello for a little bit. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but if you do support uh, the network, you get to tell me your favorite primate, and I'll read out a few each episode. So this week, uh, we've got a couple of great suggestions here. This one's from Curtis Brennick. His favorite uh, primate has to be the howler monkey. Yeah, good one. Orange right. or black, I don't mind. But any <laughs> monkey that can be heard clearly five kilometers away... Has to be number one.
2: Great, that's a good argument.
1: That's a strong argument. Howler monkey. Uh, cool. I think I think the howler monkeys are some of the greats as well. Mm. Um, James Hatfield, who is like the singer of Metallica but not quite, he uh, suggested Gorilla Grodd, and I mean he puts it pretty simply. He says it's his favorite primate because he's a telepathic gorilla and nemesis to the Flash.
2: Yeah. Good do, you need,
1: do you need more info than no, that? No, you nailed it. I don't think you do. Perfect. Uh, Dan Barley, who we've met a few times at live shows uh, in Sydney, yeah, Australia. I did. Hello, Dan. He's a Hi, yoga. Dan. He's a real yoga man.
0: I didn't know he was a yogi the first couple of times we met him. But oh, it's just big like time a, yogi. opened up a new side to him that I didn't see previously. But I like this
1: side. Mm. Uh, his favourite is the Golden Lion Marmoset uh, because it's super cute. And looks like a ginger version of Michael J. Fox from the movie Teen Wolf. Oh. Which was probably my favorite movie as a young child. Love that movie real hard. <laughs> real hard. It was a sick movie. And finally, Alfarius' Favorite primate, Winston from Overwatch. And I don't really know what this means, but it comes up a lot. I think Overwatch is a game. And right. Winston is a character.
2: You could have Googled it.
1: Yes. Yep, that's, sorry, not super this, question. that's not what this That's not what this show's about. Yep, no, it's not yep. about Googling things or knowing stuff with knowledge. You're absolutely
2: right. Well, Winston
1: It's about speculating. Yeah, and I think
2: you speculated really well there.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Good job. Uh, that does now bring us to the end of the episode. Apart from this, no, nah, it doesn't. That, that's totally the end of the episode. <laughs> we finish every episode, though, with our famous catchphrase that we go out with. Uh, Dave, if you can do it today, I'd really appreciate that. Jess, thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure. Where can people find you? Um,
2: after this, I'm probably going to have a nap.
1: Oh, uh, Can they find you there?
2: Maybe. Um, they can find me on Instagram, Jess Perkins, or on Twitter, Jess underscore Perkins, or at JessPerkinsComedy at gmail.com if you want to flick me an email or on our podcast, do go on.
1: Thank you, Jess. Dave, where can people find you?
0: Oh, they can find me. I've got a website, DaveWarnke.com. Don't do that much on it, but it's there. You can uh, read my, my stuff, all my things, all the links are there. And uh, um, Twitter, is you can follow me at DaveWarnke. Always, always appreciate a few more followers.
2: Yeah, I love it. It's validation. That's right. I need that. It's a number on the screen, but that number means everything to me. Yes. I'm a youngest child. I need validating all the time. But mostly,
0: mostly, I should say, I would love it if people haven't already given my book cheat Pot, a go. Still relatively new with only four episodes out. So, It's great. It's very good. feedback. Thank you, everyone.
1: Thanks so much for joining us, Dave and Jess. And as we always say on Primates Podcast, Dave,
2: Bye.
1: Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting
2: Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted
2: chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm.